okay, Orange County, we've got our ballots. It's time to vote. Please go to our website, ocballotguide.com. It's in the show notes, but it's ocballotguide.com. Share it with everyone you know, help inform voters, and let's elect great candidates to serve our community and take us in the right direction. ocballotguide.com. Return your ballots, drop them in a mailbox, put them in the mail, or vote at a vote center. June 7th is the deadline. Return those ballots, ocballotguide.com. Thanks for listening. Welcome to A Slice of Orange. Uh, I'm Jody Balma, and this is uh, my third of three uh, ballot guide discussions on my podcast. We're diving into the judges. I gave you a condensed version in part two of the ballot guide. This is an extended cut for the nine races, 24 uh, candidates running for the Orange County Superior Court judicial races um, for the June 7th ballot. So grab your ballot uh, and let's get started. So it's you, me, and your ballot. We're talking about judicial elections. Um, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Judicial elections are the lowest of low information elections, and they are some of the most important decisions voters will make on the June 7, 2022 ballot for Orange County. There are 24 candidates for nine competitive seats, with every Orange County voter being asked to choose the next Superior Court of Orange County judges. Now, these are nonpartisan races, and we're asking the candidates to be objective and non-biased. So there's not a lot of information that helps voters choose. All too often, the ballot designation is what voters rely on, and deputy district attorney is a big advantage. And that might not be a good idea for Orange County voters. You can read countless articles in Orange County Register, Voice of OC, the archives of the OC Weekly that covered this intensely and relentlessly. Um, but you'll see story after story of problematic or illegal actions from our sheriff's office and district attorney's office going back almost two decades. Um, Orange County has a number of former deputy district attorneys who have been elected judge who are involved in those scandals already. We, we may see them removed from office. Um, we don't need to elect more to the bench. They are overrepresented um, that's not to say you should vote against deputy district attorneys every time, but I want you to make thoughtful, informed decisions. So we all need to dig deeper before casting a ballot to vote for candidates. You got to look beyond the name, beyond the ballot designation, and actually look. So here's what I did. I talked to everybody I could. Um, I talked to people who know the candidates best, lawyers and journalists and other faculty members who study criminal justice from the Administration of Justice Department, from the Criminal Justice Department, from um, as many people as I could talk to. Um, a bunch of people were reluctant to be on the record, so I set up an anonymous survey and let them comment. Um, these professionals shared their personal and professional thoughts, experiences with many candidates to select who I wanted to interview to determine who I was going to endorse. I talked to people who had been on jury. Uh, trials with some of these attorneys um, and the way they treated uh, the, their colleagues, the judges, the courtroom, jurors, um, that was all important to me. Demeanor is important to me. Professionalism is important to me. Um, ethics and integrity, humility, these are all things. If you've listened to the past 
podcasts and interviews with this, the judicial candidates I talk to, you hear these recurring themes um, about integrity, about humility, about professional demeanor. And the people who know them best have seen them before they were on the campaign trail, before they were trying to get votes. Um, and I think that's really important. So um, in these races, we've got our ballots now. If a candidate for county judge receives a majority of the votes in June with this ballot, they're elected. If no candidate in a particular seat receives a majority, there's a runoff with the top two candidates appearing on the November ballot. And so, you know, we've got a couple of seats, seat nine, seat 11, um, seat 28, seat 45. Those only have two. So we're going to make a decision. Either seat nine, Joe Dane or Christopher Duff is going to win in June. In seat 11, either Mark Gibbons or Sean Nelson is going to win in June. Seat 21, Ray Brown or Aaron Beltran Rowe is going to win in June. Seat 28, either Jessica Chaw or Eric Scarborough is going to win in June. In seat 45, Israel Clostro or Kevin Brian Jones is going to win in June and be done. But then we've got other races. Seat five, we have three candidates, Kimberly LaSalle, Claudia Alvarez, and Dan Espinosa. So it's possible they could split their votes and the top two could go to a November runoff. Seat 22, Brahim Baitai and Craig Clefman and Fred Fasinelli, all those three could split their votes and go to November. Seat 33, uh, Brett Wiseman and Steve McGreevy and Tom Martin could split their votes. Um, seat 30 is almost certainly going to go to November. There are five candidates. It would be almost unheard of that one person would get um, a majority of the vote and win in June. So we're looking at a few of those, maybe all of those, um, being runoff elections in November. So doing your research now saves you from having to do your research later, um, as long as your candidate, your chosen person makes it in the top two in November. So you're getting your work done early. Um, let me talk a little bit about why I chose the people that I did, because I think it's important to, to understand um, how incredible some of these candidates are. So seat five, um, Kimberly LaSalle is extremely qualified. She'll be an excellent judge. Um, listen to her episode. Uh, she has experience as a prosecutor, a public defender, private practice, working with families. She wants to bring discernment and wisdom to the bench as a judge. Um, on her campaign website um, that we'll link to in the show notes, uh, the, the testimonials on her website offer some real insight into her passion for justice, the commitment to professional demeanor, the way she treats people, the respect that she has, um, and really the depth of experience working with families in crisis. Um, you know, I think it's really important. We, we definitely want people with criminal experience. We, we have that area of law, but we also, we also have a bigger, um, court system than that. And, and I think family law, I think torts and contracts and estates and, and, and civil litigation, um, appellate cases that are going to go on and, and ask questions of the law itself. I think all of that, um, is important to have experience in. And, and we want that breadth of knowledge. Um, Kimberly LaSalle has incredible breadth of knowledge. She has a depth of experience. She, I could see her in a number of different courts um, presiding over 
different case law, um, Orange County would be really lucky to have her as Superior Court judge. Um, and, and I have some real concerns about one of her opponents. Um, Claudia Alvarez is a politician. Um, she served on the Santa Ana City Council. She served on the Rancho Santiago Community College Board. When people talk to me, um, they showed real concerns that she would be elevated to um, to to the court. Um, many have said she's combative and dismissive of those who disagree with her. And, and we've seen that in news article after news article reporting on her behavior. Um, she was censured by her own city council when she served on the Santa Ana City Council. She compared a local Jewish businessman to Adolf Hitler during a council meeting. And then she didn't abstain from voting on her own censure motion. Um, you know, she could have been uh, punished beyond just the censure, and and hers was a vote on that. Um, that shows a lack of ethics to me and integrity of of allowing decisions to be made by a representative body. Um, she was accused of violating the Brown Act by limiting public comment at government meetings. Um, I just don't see. Uh, and many others agree and, and shared with me that they do not believe she has the professional demeanor to serve as a judge. Um, so I encourage, don't take my word for it. I encourage voters to spend more time searching archives of the OC Weekly, um, the Voice of OC. Orange Juice blog has lots of information about Alvarez. Um, I've posted on the website, ocballotguide.com, um, just a compilation of some of the articles from, you know, CBS News and Voice of OC, um, OC Weekly. Um, also, the 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 um, Orange Juice blog talks a little bit about her behavior as a deputy district attorney. That um, that that you know she had a busted drug case because of her misconduct under uh, District Attorney Rakakis. She serves as a deputy district attorney, and there are problems in in her conduct in that role. So I think to to elevate her to the bench would send the wrong message to the rest of the deputy GAs looking for this kind of promotion. And, and I really think that voters need to be informed about who um, this candidate is. So I encourage you to do research before you vote. Okay, seat nine, uh, two choices. Somebody's gonna win. Uh, Joe Dane, uh, you can listen to the episode. Um, go to his website. He has a tremendous number of endorsements. And as I talked to him about the endorsements um, and his experience as commissioner, um, you know, I learned something about the process with which commissioners are chosen. And, and I think it's really interesting. There's so much background, so much vetting, um, kind of the, the information I've tried to do ad hoc. Um, they, they have done in a systemic way as you apply to be a commissioner, there's a background check, there's vetting, talking to your colleagues, talking to people who you've worked with, talking to your clients, um, talking to judges in whom court in whose courts you would have been in. Um, and so for Joe Dane and, and later when I talked about Michelle Bell too, same process for Orange County Superior Court Commissioner. Um, it really is an endorsement to be chosen as commissioner because it's a full vote of the bench. Uh, and, and they do a lot of research before they elevate somebody to commissioner. So Joe Dane has this experience. He has the, the, the endorsement of so many judges in Orange County Superior Court. As an Orange County Superior Court commissioner, 
Jodine has proven he has the experience and professional demeanor we want in our courts. He's done the job. Um, he was chosen for that position from a full bench of sitting Orange County judges. He's earned their support to be elected. This is the opportunity if, if they had gotten it wrong that they wouldn't have endorsed him. I actually, he's an adjunct professor who teaches criminal law um, courses uh, at Fullerton College. And I got to talk to a few of his former students who raved about him and said, you know, again, his professional demeanor his humility in the court, his respect for the court, his love of the law. They said that the love of the law he so clearly shares um, with his students uh, is what he brings to the courtroom. And and I think Orange County would be so lucky to have Joe Dane as a Superior Court judge. So I hope uh, that you will share that endorsement, that you will share the OC ballot guide with friends and family who are asking um, and I think it's it's the clear choice in this case. This one was really one of the easiest ones for me to make an endorsement because he just stood out so clearly among um, among um, those who know him best in making the decision for seat number nine. Okay, seat number 11. Uh, I, I have to confess some of my research on this entire section of the ballot started because of seat number 11. I didn't know much about Mark Gibbons before I started, but wow, do I know a lot about Sean Nelson. He has been in Orange County politics for, gosh, as long as I've been, been paying attention. Um, I you know, have met him on a number of occasions. Um, and, and his behavior, his demeanor, the way he treats people is very concerning for somebody who would be a judge. Um, and, and, and that also came through with the news articles that I've posted, the in interviews, the, the, the conversations that I've had with people who worked with him. Um, first and foremost, if we want to start with Sean Nelson's ballot designation of chief, chief assistant to the district attorney, um, that, that is a, you know, that is a staff job. That is not a prosecution job. That is not prosecuting cases. Um, I, I don't, I have no idea when the last time he actually was in a courtroom. Um, he has been a politician and, and he continues to be that. Um, it, it's also revealing for anybody who's paid attention for Orange County politics, Todd Spitzer and Sean Nelson have had a contentious relationship. They've accused each other of unethical behavior as elected officials when they were both both on the Orange County Board of Supervisors. They've been at odds over any number of issues. Um, they take great pleasure, it seems, in, in, in you know, throwing slanderous words at, at one another and, 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 and calling each other names. And then he takes a job with Spitzer to position himself as candidate for a judge. We, we know he's wanted to be a judge for, for a long time because he was raising money while he was still on the board of supervisors for this race six years ago when he was still on, um, on the board of supervisors. He, you know, had campaign finance uh, allegations against him for raising this money, um, just story after story after story. But he is a, a longtime politician. He's going to have high name recognition, a lot of money to spend on the campaign. To date, he's the only candidate I've seen in this cycle that has gone negative. He's put up, uh, you know, yard signs and 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 flyers around the the community that says no on Gibbons, um, and 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 it's just indicative of the kind of behavior and demeanor that we have witnessed um, 
throughout his tenure when he was Fullerton City Council, when he was on the Orange County Board of Supervisors. Um, you know, he's been called in, in, in news articles, you know, aggressive and combative and unethical and a hypocrite. These are not adjectives that we want associated with the professional demeanor we want to see in a judge. Um, his hypocrisy. Um, voters may remember, and if not, look at the show notes or go to ocballotguide.com because I've linked to the articles where, um, you know, news articles are calling him a hypocrite because he opted for a pension after building his entire campaign railing against public pensions. Um, he's collected a car allowance from the county as a board of supervisor while he was also getting a publicly funded car for free as a perk of his appointment to the South Coast Air Quality Management District. Um, you know, we just have so many questions. Um, so I really hope that you will look at those uh, th those articles, that you will refresh your memory on some of these issues and not just blindly vote for Sean Nelson because you remember his name. Um, th this is really an important vote because remember, <sighs> there are a whole bunch of people whose names you don't see because they are running unopposed, and so they were automatically re-elected. Um, once you get elected to the bench in Orange County, it's almost a guaranteed re-election year after year after year. Every six years, you're supposed to be on the ballot. If nobody challenges you to run, you are automatically re-elected. And so this is the opportunity. It's why I'm spending so much time. It's why there's so much attention to these judicial candidates because this is the opportunity for the voters to make their decision. Um, now, I am pleased to report that Mark Gibbons uh, is, is the opposite. He is thoughtful. He, uh, he has the perspective and temperament and experience to be a fair and impartial judge where all parties can be heard, where justice will be served in his courtroom. He understands the gravity and responsibility that comes with that robe, um, and he will respect the people in his courtroom and the job he has to do. Um, he, he has decades of experience as a criminal trial attorney, which is one of the things that he's being attacked for, as if we don't ever want uh, people who aren't prosecutors to ever be a judge. Um, I, I think criminal defense attorneys have a really difficult job in fairly uh, advocating for people uh, to get a fair trial. And I, I think that respect for the law is exactly what we sometimes need on the bench. Um, and, and, and if you don't trust me, uh, look at the endorsements, uh, judges and prosecutors, criminal and civil lawyers, civic leaders, law enforcement, um, all have endorsed him, and not only for um, being an endorsement against Sean Nelson, but also an endorsement for Mark Gibbons as an incredible choice. Um, I think he's the best choice for voters without reservation. Um, given his opponent, it's, it's a slam dunk for me. There is no other choice for Orange County um, than to support Mark Gibbons. All right. So go look that up. Uh, Ray Brown, uh, seat 21. This is another one that's going to be decided in June. There are only two candidates. Aaron Beltran-Rowe is uh, deputy district attorney. Um, and and it, this isn't, you know, she she's, looks like a perfectly fine candidate. My concern is her ballot statement where she, you know, proclaims that she's the Orange County District Attorney Office Chief Ethics Officer. 
um, and that, and as one of the reasons you should vote for her. And she says she's charged with providing ethical guidance to prosecutors to ensure public trust and fairness. Um, wow. Uh, I don't know if I would be campaigning on that. Um, given the track record of ethical violations in the des- district attorney's office, the erosion of public trust under her watch, um, I, I, I don't know what, you know, responsibility she has to, to the ethics of her boss, the district attorney, Todd Spitzer, who has come under fire um, in the last few months, and, and I believe will continue to come under fire as we move to uh, a likely November runoff for that office. But um, if if that's her credential for um, promotion to judge, I don't, I, I don't think she merits it. Um, and her opponent, Ray Brown, um, is amazing. And when we're looking at people who have breadth of experience beyond the district attorney's office, because every one of these nine offices has a a deputy district attorney, eight of them uh, have one from Orange County, the seat 30 has an array of prosecutors from other places. Um, But Ray Brown has experience that we need. Again, we need people who, who have experience beyond prosecution. We need people who have experience beyond criminal trials because there's a whole bunch of cases that that need that other experience. And and civil experience, civil trial experience is is in short supply in our current bench. We are overrepresented in deputy district attorneys. So I hope that you will consider Ray Brown. He's an experienced attorney. He's certified by the state bar as a specialist in civil trial advocacy. He's won many awards. Um, Many people in my surveys noted his professional demeanor. They say he's perfectly suited for the bench. In in my conversation, you can listen to the episode, he approaches the law with reverence and respect. He will serve with humility, impartiality, decorum. He's going to provide fairness and ensure that Orange County courts deliver equal justice under the law. our, our Orange County Superior Court is larger than just criminal trials, and and we really do need that extensive trial experience that Ray Brown would bring to the court. So I highly endorse him. Um, plus, he's just a bunch of fun. Listen to the episode and, and, and see. All right. <sighs> Recommendation for seat 28, Jessica Chaw. Um Again, we've got a, a concerning opponent here in a two-person race that's going to be decided in June. Um, seat 28 is Jessica Cha versus Eric Scarborough, who's a deputy district attorney. And if you do the research, go to ocballotguide.com. Um, I will link to the articles there that Eric Scarborough is, is one of the deputy district attorneys involved with the Wilkins scandal. Um, and, and, and we should not reward unethical behavior from the district attorney's office with a promotion to a seat on the bench. We see these deputy district attorneys flood our ballot, expecting that that ballot designation is going to be enough. And, and I hope voters will be informed um, to, to discern who is deserving and who is not. Um, so from the articles linked, linked below, we've got, uh, you know, on the website, in the show notes, uh, one, one of the headlines is a Superior Court judge on Wednesday ruled that the Orange County District Attorney's team acted so badly in the case of Wilkins, in, in the case of the defendant blamed in the death of a sheriff's deputy, that he dismissed a charge of first degree murder. Um, the current prosecutor in the Valderas case is Eric Scarborough. Um, it, uh, Scott Sanders, who's the deputy public defender. Uh, You can listen to the episode with him. 
Um, but he's 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 looking to have Scarborough removed from the case because of his actions in the Wilkins affair. So this is problematic. We already have judges, uh, you know, Yellen and Murray, who are on the bench, who got reelected, um, who who have been involved in these scandals. We don't need another candidate who is implicated in in the bad behavior um, in uh, in the district attorney's office. So Jessica Chaw. Um, endorsed by many, look at her website, uh, but but I, I fully endorse her for seat 28. She's got experience as a family law attorney. She'll bring that experience of helping people and families navigate the legal system to the bench. She would also be the first Asian American elected to Superior Court judge in Orange County. And I know, you know, this isn't about identity politics. I'm not endorsing her because she would be the first Asian American. There are good and bad folks who are representative. What I'm saying is I think representation is important to understand what it means for our courts to be more diverse, to have more experience, professional experience, and and experience in representation for those people entering the courtroom to see somebody um, I, I can't tell you what it means to my pre-law students who are Asian American women, who, who are sometimes sort of fighting with their own family expectations, um, for, for them to see someone like Jessica Chaw on the bench would be amazing. In, in the same way that, that we see that in elected office, um, in city councils and school boards, you know, when I when I can invite Tammy Kim from the city council of Irvine um, into my classroom, it really makes a difference for them to see someone. Sharon Quirk Silva, a, a Latina elected official in, in the state legislature, um, it, it matters. So I, I want you to just consider what it means that Orange County of 3.2 million people, a long history of Asian immigration here from many different countries of origin of Americans who are Asian, not seeing themselves represented on the bench and what a momentous occasion that would be to have Jessica Cha elected by the voters. Beyond that, She's amazing. She's got the professional demeanor. She has the ethical integrity we want in a judge. She is dedicated to ensuring a level playing field in her courtroom, and she has the temperament and ethics to be an excellent judge. When her opponent does not, it makes it super simple to choose somebody to endorse, and Jessica Chaw is my recommendation. Okay. Whew. We're getting thrown. I know it's a long ballot. Um, recommendation for seat 30, Michelle Bell. Um, the, the, this is an easy choice as well. There are five candidates. Um, it's likely that this is going to go to November. I would be really surprised if it didn't. Um, we've got, you know, a district attorney from Riverside, a deputy district attorney from Los Angeles, Ben Stoffer, who's an attorney at law. And Peggy Wong, who's the uh, deputy AG for the state of California and uh, a, a Republican elected office, a, a politician who's currently on uh, Yorba Linda City Council. So um, Michelle Bell is, like Joe Dane, a commissioner um, in Orange County, which means she was chosen by the full bench. Um, she has the experience of adjudicate, adjudicating cases in the courtroom. 
Again, she was chosen for that position from the full bench of sitting Orange County judges. She's earned their support to be elected and has their endorsements after she has been doing the job, which is an additional recommendation. But um, go look at her website. Her list of endorsements is impressive. It shows broad support for Bell to be chosen for the seat. Um, Prior to serving as a commissioner, Bell was an Orange County deputy public defender. Um, that experience is, you know, underrepresented on our bench. But if elected, she becomes the first Black Latina judge in Orange County. And, and the same commentary that I just gave you on Jessica Chaw is also true for Michelle Bell. And I talk about that in my episode with her. Um, you know, this seat is 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 special to a lot of people because um, it wasn't supposed to be open. Frank Espino is the former uh, Orange County public defender. Um, he was judge uh, for a number of years, and he died just just before the the ballots, uh, the the filing deadline. Um, he died in February of 2022, and opened up the seat for election after um, the others had already been open and had had candidates. And um, Michelle Bell worked with Franco Spino. She has, um, you know, uh, he was one who really encouraged her to run. Uh, for judge to apply to be a commissioner, to apply to be a judge with the governor's office for an appointment. Um, and, and I just, you know, I, I, I don't want to put words in, in his mouth, but I really do. And, and many people agree um, that, that it would be hard not to think that Frank Espino would be really pleased to see Michelle Bell honor his legacy um, by presiding over his courtroom for years to come. Um, she was an easy choice to endorse. Uh, and, and I'm really going to be looking forward to the November runoff um, for more people in the community to get to know her. Um, she's just really an inspiration, her community service, as, as many of the candidates um, shared um, during my episodes with them. Um, she, she's, you know, definitely one that I endorsed easily and wholeheartedly. So recommendation for seat 33, Brett Wiseman. Uh, Wiseman is an experienced attorney. Um, he was really uh, uh, fun to get to know. He'd be an excellent judge. He, he has experience beyond uh, the, the criminal courts. He's a member of the Orange County Bar Association and the Association of Business Trial Lawyers. He's got extensive experience in civil litigation, handling trials, um, bench and jury trials, class actions, arbitrations um, before administrative bodies in the state. Uh, he's admitted to practice before the California Supreme Court, the United States District Court for the Central, Northern, Southern, and Eastern Districts of California, um, and the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. And I think that experience is crucial. Um, you know, when we're talking about cases in civil court uh, that, that could be case law for the California um, Supreme Court, for the United States Supreme Court that would first go through the Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. I think having that breadth of constitutional law and understanding, I think having that deep understanding of trial uh, courts, of, of, of uh, you know, litigation on the civil side of, of the, the courts is really important. And, and I just think he would be an excellent, excellent judge. Um, and so, uh, you know, there are three three judges, uh, three judicial candidates in this race. Um, you know, Steve McGreevy is the d- deputy district attorney that would have the Bella designation. Um, I hope people will look at Brett Wiseman and I hope they will, you know, really be considerate and, and deliberate with their vote. Okay. 
Um, last recommendation, seat 45, Israel Clostro. Um, Izzy Clostro is a deputy district attorney. He's up in Northport in Fullerton. Um, he was on uh, an episode of podcast and then also came and spoke with my students. Um, he, he you know, really has a commitment to mentorship. Um, he's a seasoned trial lawyer with a reputation for treating everyone with dignity and respect. Um, unlike some of his colleagues from the deputy district attorney, I couldn't find anything in the media archives. Um, he hasn't been involved in these scandals. Uh, he, he has a commitment to fairness, integrity, and independence that really will foster trust in the judicial system, um, which all too often is in short supply in Orange County. Um, one of the things I, I enjoyed learning about him was, uh, you know, he was encouraged to go to medical school and he majored in chemistry in college. Um, and, and because of that, when he then uh, went to law school, he had this experience that most law students and most lawyers don't have, which is a science degree. Uh, and, and so he was handpicked uh, for the Golden State Killer trial. And I think when when you think of the number of cases that are dealing with DNA samples, with new technology, with scientific advances uh, in, in, you know, watch CSI uh, and, and you learn all of these things that are kind of coming to a courtroom near you, I think that background brings something that I, I you know, just don't see in many judicial candidates. And so, although he is one of the deputy district attorneys, um, he, he was definitely one that stood out with a, a, a slightly different story and, and background. Um, so, I, I think he will be an excellent um, judge if he is elected for seat 45. Ah, so hopefully you and your ballot have survived my uh, my ballot guide discussion. You can find this information at OC Ballot Guide. So share the podcast, um, share the, the the image that I have of my endorsements, share ocballotguide.com. And um, uh, I just really appreciate you becoming informed voters and uh, make sure you get those ballots in by June 7th. You can mail it in, you can uh, uh, put it in one of the drop boxes, a couple of them, we have doing a pilot program. We, uh, the Orange County Registrar of Voters is doing a pilot program with tracking for your ballot on some. So look and see if your drop box has one of those. If not, you can use the SMS tracking for your ballot so you know that your ballot has been received by the Orange County Registrar of Voters, that it's been uh, you know processed. Uh, that your signature matches. If it doesn't, you'll be asked to go in and cure it. So if you've got a broken arm and your signature doesn't quite look the same, um, you you can still vote and you can still be verified. Um, it all goes back to the, the, the incredible um, voter protection and voter security measures that our Orange County Registrar of Voters has put into place. Um, and although I'm missing Neil Kelly, who has retired uh, Bob Page is doing an excellent job as our Orange County Registrar of Voters, um, and your vote is safe with them. So um, whether you vote by mail or go to a vote center uh, closer to the election itself, if you lose your ballot, you can go to a vote center, you can get a provisional ballot, you can if you make a mistake and you decide if you already voted for judges right down the line and now you want to make um, different choices, you can surrender your ballot, turn it in for a new one. Um, at those vote centers and ocvote.com has all that information. So happy voting. Thanks.
thank you for listening to A Slice of Orange. I have an incredible production team that makes this possible. So thank you to executive producer Aaron Wadka, the season two editing team uh, that made us all better, Alexandria Kim and Sydney Gimple. And starting uh, for the end of season two and my season three uh, production crew, Jackson Henry. Thank you all. And thanks for listening.